Jesus in the everyday me and you. The good news is This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Golden Rule Academy, K-12, Private Christian School. As parents, you want to make the best choice to empower your child to succeed. At Golden Rule Academy, we have the same goal. Let us help you educate and inspire your children to dream big. We offer accelerated curriculum, reasonable class sizes, caring and involved instructors, as well as art, music, physical ed, tutoring, and extracurricular music lessons, and of course, sports programs, including high school football. Our mission is to build confidence and to teach a love for learning. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2012-2013 school year. Space is limited and scholarships are available for qualifying students. You can reach our office at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Lord Jesus, confront us with the truth. Help us, Jesus. There's sometimes he says, you know, what you did right there was ugly. How you acted was mean. You need to get that right. You ought not be talking to your wife that way. I give her to you. Go fix it. Come on, I mean, that's Jesus. Jesus ain't going to sit in your corner and go yell at her again. Hmm? Come on, so there are times, can we just be real today? Is it okay if I just preach a little bit? There are times that Jesus just gets in your stuff. Makes us uncomfortable. Jesus is in my stuff. How many know, how many know when you get your prayer list laid out and you start just believing God and you're speaking faith over them things that you want from God and, and you're just trying to, God, and I'm believing and I'm speaking and I'm believing and, and, and sometimes you're just believing and speaking and God ain't talking back. Hmm? Because you can't never get God off subject, ladies and gentlemen. You believe in God for the Mercedes. And God says, no, 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 we need to deal with your disobedience. (laughs) Mercedes can be down the road. That can be down the road. The blessing can be down the road. That stuff will manifest in your life when we get this obedience issue fixed. Because when you walk in disobedience, you're tying God's hands. You stop the manifestation of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. What God already paid for for you. Mm. That's why I say sometimes we just don't need a devil because we just do ourselves in. Mm. Oh, Jesus. So we come to a point where we're dealing with a generation of people that want to go to church on Sunday morning. And they want to get about 10 self-help points. But don't get in my stuff. Don't confront me. How I many know if you've been here any amount of time, you're going to get confronted at Truth Church? <laughs> Amen. We get confronted at Truth Church. 
There's a lot of people like, don't mess with my life. Don't mess with my marriage. Don't tell me about holiness. Don't tell me how to live. Don't tell me how to do my business. Don't tell me how to be underhanded in my business dealings. Don't tell me what it means to be under authority. Just make me feel better so I can go home and punch my religious ticket and I can clock out on Sunday and feel good about who I am as a person. I mean, there's a lot of people living like that every Sunday coming home from church. Can I just tell you that those are the people that are not willing to change the world that they live in? They just want to feel good about the world that they live in. Amen? I mean, God's calling for an army of believers that will say, you know what? In every aspect of my life, I'm going to serve Him. I'm going to lay it all down. In every way, I'm going to obey God. In every way, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to allow God to shape me. I'm going to allow God to transform me. I'm going to allow God to make me into what He wants me to be. I'm going to allow God to make me a witness, an ambassador of goodwill. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for that kind of a willingness so that no matter where we go, we bear the marks of Christ in our life and people know that our lives have been changed by the power of Christ. Isn't that awesome? Amen? And he's telling Timothy that, and in that he said, Timothy, here's what you're going to have to have to do. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to be ready to preach the word in season and out of season. Get ready. Get ready, get ready. T.D. Jakes, get ready, get ready, get ready. You're going to have to be able to preach the word in season and out of season. In other words, you can't be picky. Amen? you got to be ready at all times. you got to be ready when it is working and when it ain't working. Hmm? Come on. you got to be ready after you get in the car and you drive away from the house mad and you pull into the gas station and you see somebody that you ain't seen in church in a while and you got to go up and tell them about Jesus. Oh, that sometimes ain't the good season, is it? Come on, guys. One of the things that ticks me off more than anything is after me and Kim get into a big one. I mean, we just back and forth. Blah, blah, blah. We're just going at it. Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's wrong? Who's right? About five minutes of that, she'll look at me and she'll go, let's just pray. I mean, you really don't feel like praying at that point. <laughs> we just need to pray. I think to myself, man, she got to the prayer card before I did. Hmm? Woo. And sometimes I'll catch, I say, well, okay, let's pray, but you do the praying. I'm going to agree. <laughs> I'll make her work through it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You got to be ready when it ain't working and when it is working. Come on. That's the way a truth church ought to be. We ought to be a full-service church. We ought to be a church that encourages you. We ought to be a church that blesses you, edifies you, equips you, builds you up, empowers you. But we also ought to be a church that rebukes you, corrects you, and confronts you Amen. with truth. Hmm? Come on, amen. That's a full-service church. Amen. I mean, that's a truth church. I mean, there's a lot of empty green chairs in here because a lot of people get confronted with truth. Come on. So a lot of people can't handle being confronted. Amen? Amen. We got to teach people. We're not trying to become your favorite evangelist. Oh, glory. Amen. I figured if I jerked a little bit, the church would be full. <laughs> y'all know I'm joking, right? Some of y'all look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> Somebody, I want to underwrite your TV show. Just wear a white suit. Justin can do How Great There Are really good. He did it last week, didn't you? 
uh, two weeks ago how great they are. I thought, man, I'll just get me a white suit. I'll just come in like Benny Hinn. I'll float in. Right at right, the high point. Oh, Lord, my God. <laughs> y'all know I'm kidding, right? Some of y'all just little man, he's done lost it this morning. He's lost it. Come on, amen. amen. The goal of Christian life is not to get on staff at somebody's church and blow your head up so big that nobody can recognize you anymore. Amen. And then start acting like your favorite evangelist. <laughs> I watch some of these guys on TV. I can't go down that road. I mean, the goal is to be formed in the image of Jesus Christ. It's to be coming. To becoming. The art of becoming. Becoming Christ-like. Amen? He said, Timothy, in the midst of a chaotic society, this is what I'm telling you. If you're going to change the world around you, if you're going to change the world around you, he said, I want to tell you a few things. He said, there's a whole world that's gone chaotic. And then he says this. First two words, I love them. But you. Yes. I'm going to say, but you. but you. Everything's going to hell in a handbasket, but you. Everything's looking miserable, but you. The economy's falling apart, but you. Come on, somebody. Oh, Jesus. How many know what he's saying is just because everybody else is doing it don't mean you got to do it? Hmm? See, there's some things that just because we've come into a postmodern society doesn't mean that they're okay. just means that society has shifted further away from the teachings of Jesus Christ. Amen? And he's saying, Timothy, I'm trying to draw a mark of distinction that this is what the world is like, but you ain't like that. But you, there's going to be a mark on your life that's different. Somebody say, but you. But you. He said, but you be watchful in all things. Amen. King James says it like this, like King James, but you be sober. Sober. I mean, sober entails a few things. It, 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 it entails you being alert. Hmm? Because if you're not alert, how many know the enemy can get in there? The world can creep in if you're not alert. And how many know the world always creeps in in the middle of an argument or in, the middle of, uh, or in the middle of distress or in the middle of disaster when we're at our weak point, even when we're tired, so even when we're hungry? How many know sometimes you can get ill real quick when you're hungry? Hmm? Especially if you're real hungry and you're on a diet. Amen? It can come in really quick. He says, but you be watchful in all things. But you be sober. Be alert. Pay attention. It means keep your head on straight. It means watch what you're doing. Keep your head on straight. In the midst of all these confusing times, you must not become intoxicated with the environment that's around you. Stay sober. Stay sober. How many of you recognize that sobriety is when you refuse the intoxication of what's being offered to you? I don't want that. I had enough of that. I'm done with the world. I have a desire for the world. Hmm? So what's he saying? Timothy, if you're going to make a difference in your generation, you can't get drunk on what everybody else is getting drunk on. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Hmm? Meaning you can't become intoxicated with greed and you can't become intoxicated with materialism and selfishness and you can't become intoxicated with injustice. If we're really going to be a people that change generations, if we're really going to be a people that know how to witness, then I cannot drink the wine and become intoxicated with the stuff that the world becomes intoxicated with where I live. 
I can't do it. We just talked about this morning that Romans 12.1 says, And to present our bodies. To present. Present. Present our bodies as a living sacrifice and not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. This is something I shared with you before, but how many of you know that when, when in the Old Testament, you know, I told you that the Old Testament was a foreshadow or a picture of things to come. When they would show up at the temple and they would, they would present their offering to the priest, it was never considered to be presented as long as it was still in your hands. But the moment they would take that dove and put it into the priest's hands and they took their hands off of it, it was considered to be presented. I mean, that's a picture of how God wants us to present our life to God. That we completely take our hands off of it and put our life in His hands. Because I mean, when you got your own life in your own hands, you can make a mess out of it in a hurry. But if you present your body to... Oh, come on to somebody. Hmm? Present. In God's hands, it all makes difference. I, I, you know, I've used this analogy before, but a golf club in my hand is just a cheap old golf club, but put it in Tiger Woods' hands, and it's worth a, f- a few million dollar contract. Hmm? A basketball in my hands is just, you know, a, a basketball from Walmart for $17.99, but put it in Michael Jordan's hand, and, it, and it's six championship rings. Hmm? Nails in my hands are just nails, but nails in the hands of Jesus Christ, come on, can change a world. It all depends on whose hands you put your life in. Present yourself. Come on, somebody say present. That means don't be squeezed into the mold or, and don't be squeezed into the agenda or the order of things that are around you, of the secular-based society that's around you. Listen, if you're a believer, you can't think like the world thinks. They think in a different process. They, their minds operate in a different way. We've got to be filtered through the Word of God in our thinking. Amen? If you're a believer, you can't think like the world thinks. The world thinks, get all you can. Look out for number one. Promote yourself. I mean, that's contrary to the word of God. Jesus says, lay your life down for your brother. Walk the extra mile. Turn the other cheek. Prefer one another in love. Make room. Mm, I ain't getting a lot of help on that one. The world says, I'm going to do you before you do me. I got to look out for me, my feelings, my life, my emotions. I mean, the kingdom of God says your life, your feelings, your emotions. What can I do to help you? Hmm? Out in the world, what do you do? What do you, how, how do you get ahead in life if you don't learn how to take advantage of a situation and work it to your own advantage in, in, in every situation that presents itself? I mean, that's not kingdom mentality. The world lives to get. The kingdom people live to give. It's a different mentality. You know, one of the greatest tragedies in the prosperity message of the church is we've become intoxicated with prosperity without purpose. And it's a sickness that's going through the church today. We, we, we believe that our prosperity is about me having a boat or living on a lake or driving a nice car or having a lot of jewelry and then running around going, favor, favor, I got favor. I mean, that's not the message. Prosperity without purpose is ridiculous. We got people in church that just want to have prosperity so they can impress you. So that you think that they're blessed and they got the favor of God on their life. 
I heard a preacher, I kid you not, I heard a preacher on TV saying, I got a dog costs $17,000. Understands three different languages. <laughs> Bragging about it in church. And everybody in church started clapping and applauding. I'm going, man, are they crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Korea, if you cook a $17,000 dog and a $1 dog, they taste the same. <laughs> There's a lot of people living in stuff and driving around in stuff and they call it favor of God, but it ain't favor of God. They just got good credit. Somebody said, well, I own a big house. Well, not if you got a mortgage on it. Come on, amen. You just renting a lifestyle. Hmm? So what happens when we become intoxicated on trying to keep up with the Joneses and we become intoxicated with status where we want merit and we want a voice and we want to be heard and, and we become intoxicated with wanting authority in people's lives? Come on, somebody. This is what he's saying to Timothy. Timothy, keep your head on straight. Pay attention. Be sober. Don't become intoxicated with power. Don't become intoxicated with stuff that's around you. Keep your head on straight. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Pay attention to my word. Don't become overwhelmed by the things that are trying to squeeze you into the mold of this world. This mold of secular society. Why? Because you're supposed to be a people of distinction. Amen. Touch somebody and say, I'm a person of distinction. Mm. He said, there's something in your life that ought to be different. How many recognize that I don't believe that there's anything wrong with prosperity this morning? I believe that prosperity is a part of the blessing of God, but it has to be with purpose. You can't just be prosperous for the sake of being prosperous. Prosperity is a tool, and it's a tool to advance the kingdom, not your agenda. God makes you prosperous because he wants to use you and entrust you with something and let you steward over something that will advance his kingdom. And can I just tell you, you having a mansion in Orlando with a big old polar bear skin rug on your floor, flashing it all over Facebook because you're some great evangelist, is not any way to let anybody know that God's prospering your life. Hmm? It means you need to get a life. I won't tell you who that was. My political side's coming. That's political season this year, right? <laughs> Woo, it has to be with purpose. Hmm? Amen. And if we don't learn to discipline ourselves, God will use the government, and he'll use the media, and he'll use everything else to do it. Amen? Somebody said, it's the attack of the devil. It's coming against the people. No, 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 no. We want to complain about Hollywood and secular thought and maybe even teach the world that, that, that things like divorce are wrong and lying is wrong, but we need to deal with our own stuff. Come on, somebody, before we can first help anybody else. That's why judgment, the Bible teaches that judgment comes to the house of the Lord first. God wants us to deal with our own stuff, amen? So before we clean up the Senate, and before we clean up the Congress, and before we clean up the State House and the White House, we need to clean up our house. And we need to make sure our heart's swept out and our heart is clean and it's right before God. If we're really going to become the people that God's called us to be and be true witnesses and really become the people that's going to change our world, amen? Amen. Hmm? Come on, ladies and gentlemen, it ought to bother us that the divorce rate is just as high in the church as it is in the world. Hmm? Somebody in the church is drinking the Kool-Aid. Somebody in the church is believing the lie. Amen? So what's he saying? He's saying there's something different about you, Timothy. Learn how to be sober. Don't become intoxicated with the things that stimulate everybody else. In other words, guard your thinking. 
Don't allow your mind to go down them rabbit trails of temptation. Guard what you're thinking. Second of all, he said this. He said, in, he said this. This is a good one for some of us. He said, endure hardship. It was quiet. Let me try it again. Endure hardship. I've said this a hundred times. We all want a testimony, but nobody wants to test. Hmm? We want to talk about what God's done in our life, but we don't want to go through it to get there. Amen? Endure. Somebody say endure. endure. Hardship. hardship. You got to be like a Timex watch. You got to take a licking and keep on ticking. Hmm? Don't let nothing stop you. Remember them old Timex commercials? They drop it to the bottom of the ocean with a camera. Then the camera lens would crack, but the watch was still ticking. Take a licking and someone said, take a licking and keep on ticking. They've learned in the midst of great adversity that there's always great opportunity. See, when you endure hardship, that's when opportune moments come to your life. In the midst of great adversity is great opportunity. That's why it's so important we don't give up. Because right around the corner, oh baby, come on. Right at the worst moment of your life, you're right on the verge of a breakthrough. Hmm? Right on the verge of a breakthrough. Jose was telling me this week, he said he saw a cartoon and there was a guy with a pickaxe and he had been working at this mountain picking at it. Picking at it and picking at it and picking at it. Months goes by and he finally gives up and it shows him walking away. And about one inch away from where he stopped was a whole wall full of gold. Never give up. Never give up. Hmm? Ladies and gentlemen, if you study the Bible, if you study any part of this Bible, you will learn that hardship adversity, storms of life, wilderness experiences are always avenues of promotion. That's where your promotion comes from. Most of the time it's the adversities of life that become the very springboard, springboard for you to go ahead and move into another dimension of life. God always, always uses adversity for promotion. Amen? You know why? Because people that change the world, people that become witnesses are not just people that know how to cope. Everybody knows how to, I'm just going to cope with it. I'll just roll on like a tumbleweed in the wilderness. Wherever the wind blows, I'll blow. Coping. You ain't coping, you're dope. You're just taking a beating. Mm, come on, amen. God's looking for people to learn how to conquer. So when the avenues of adversity come, and God gives us an opportune moment in our life so that we can conquer, so that we can move ahead, so that we can advance into, into what God has in our journey, so that we begin to realize our purpose. Amen? It's not about finding the stuff that you can just live with and, and the stuff that you can just overcome. Because that's what a lot of people do in Christianity today. They just, well, this is my cross to bear. No, no, no. That's not your cross to bear. Don't, don't, don't believe that lie. Hmm? Listen to me. There is no, listen to me very carefully. When you get to heaven, you're gonna, God's going to give out some gifts up there and rewards. Listen very carefully. There are no rewards for people that just show up. There are only rewards for people that overcome. 
Hmm? Go read the book of Revelation, the seven letters to the seven churches. It's only to those that overcome. Hmm? Come on, somebody. The only rewards that are, that, that are given out are given out to people that overcome. So if you and I are going to be people that receive rewards, that means there has to be something on the inside of us that, 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 that says, you know what? I can't keep living with this habit. I can't keep living with this attitude. I can't keep living in this situation. I can't keep letting things making me bitter. I can't keep being offended over the same thing. I can't be, stay in the same person. God's got to let this word, I got to let this word change me from the inside out. And I got to let God do what he's going to do. I've got to learn how to endure hardship and overcome the adversities of my life, not just cope. Overcome the difficulties of my life and learn how to keep a sweet spirit on the inside of me while I'm walking through this stuff so that when things don't go the way that I want them to go, people will know that I'm still in love with Jesus. Amen. And I can be a witness. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen? And if I do that, then my life is going to be propelled into a whole new dimension. My life's going to become what God wants it to become. And I'll learn how to overcome adversity. Somebody say amen. You say, well, I came to Jesus so I wouldn't have any more problems. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I have heard that. Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 1130 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org. This is Kenneth Hagen of Faith Seminar of the Air. 
I learned something from P.C. Nelson that I've never forgotten. He said the time will come when you'll need faith either for yourself or for some member of your family. And if you haven't kept your faith strong, you'll be at a disadvantage. That's why I encourage you to listen to Faith Seminar there every Monday through Friday on this station, and it will help keep your faith strong. Faith Seminar of the Air, heard at 7.15 a.m. daily on WCNO.